Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Bit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bit Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For more information about Bit Friends, vitiligo support groups for youth, teens, and adults, ways you can support our vitiligo initiative and how you can donate to our cause, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions and comments, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. On today's show, I'd like to welcome Lawrence Wingate. Welcome, Lawrence. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well, cannot complain, um, just fighting off allergies, that's it. Now, how are you today, sir? I'm pretty awesome, you know, just uh, living life and loving every minute of it. Definitely. I fully understand that. So what we're going to do today, uh, just to let you know, there's like a brief two-second delay So when we talk, but we're going to get into your vitiligo journey. We're going to talk a little bit about other projects that you're involved in, and at the end we'll talk about um, some other aspects of living with vitiligo and, and encouragement and relationship stuff. So are you ready? I'm ready. So just introduce yourself and tell us where you're from. My name is Lawrence Wingate. I am the chairman of Wingate Studios, where we do dope stuff, and I'm located here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome, awesome. And, Lawrence, we're going to get to some of that dope stuff towards the end of our program because I know there's a lot of information that people need to know and need to hear. So let's sure. start from the beginning. This is our vitiligo, you know, podcast. This is our platform. So can you share with our listeners um, your journey with vitiligo in the beginning? Um, the, my vitiligo started in 2001. I was in the military, stationed in the D.C. area during during a 9-11 attack. And uh, two weeks after that, I noticed I had a big old white patch above my pubic area. Didn't know what it was. So I went to the VA, and uh, they told me, you know, what it was, and I asked me, is it contagious? They said no. So from there, I just, this is something that's going to progress over time. So, you know, I've never been the one, I've never been the one that's into my looks. So I just dealt with it, and, uh, just use it part of my uh, who I am. Awesome. Now, when you went to the doctor, did you seek any treatment or anything, or did they try to give prescribe you the cream? Uh, well, they provide. They had uh, wanted to give me cream. They gave me the optional cream or uh, light therapy and stuff like that. But I, I declined all that. I figured this is right. who I am now, and this is what I'm going to deal with. Right, right. And, and I and I ask that because I know a lot of us in our community, you know, we want treatment. You know, we want something that's going to help us. Um, I used the cream briefly, um, maybe about six months. And after that, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to deal with the cream. I was offered the light therapy. I was offered um, a couple of years ago some type of laser treatment. And I said, no, I'm good. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't do it, you know. Um, and I think within our community, everybody's so different and everybody has a different need, you know, um, right. to help them through the vitiligo. Um, now in the military, as your vitiligo started to spread, um, did you ever 
interact with people that may have questioned, you know, what's happening or, you know, or, or what was it like interacting with fellow soldiers or just anyone? Well, once it starts showing up on my hands and my face, is when a lot of people start to question and ask questions about it. And I explain it to them. Uh, and throughout the years, one thing I realized is that, and it's, it's just with anything, if you're comfortable with something, other people be comfortable with it as well. So right. when people see that it didn't really bother me, it didn't bother them. Okay. That, that's important. You know, I, I think about that within my own experience. Um, I wasn't comfortable, and I think that uncomfort that I had projected on other people, so they didn't quite feel comfortable either, you know. And I'm learning right. in the new way I see things that if I'm comfortable, they're comfortable, you know. And and I think that's just my new way of thinking, which I wish I would have had that early on. Yeah, it's one, you know, I find it that it's more harder for men to cope with it. Uh, watching women with vitiligo, they can cover with makeup, and they have other options they can use. But with men, you know, they never really think about it till, till it happens to them. Uh, when they start right. seeing, seeing them losing their pigmentation, the more they stress, the faster they lose their pigmentation. So right. I find myself counseling a lot of men about it and how to deal and how to cope with it, you know. And uh, it, it takes some time to really for men to really grasp a hold of, of going outside, and especially when they see how it's affecting their kids, you know, it, it affects right. them even more. When they feel that their kids who are going to school and the kids are getting questioned about their father having vitiligo or what's going on with your right. father's face or they assume the father's been in a fire or something like that. So it don't just take a toll on the person who has vitiligo, but it also takes a toll on the family members and the friends as well. Right, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things I, I've been really pushing to do is have, if, I don't know if you know, there's more men on the show because right. we need to share our stories. We need to be able to talk. So our other men out there who are struggling, you know, can can realize, you know, hey, we, we got other brothers that are willing to speak and, and share their truth about having the same challenges. And mm-hmm. maybe in the process that will help them, you know, say, you know what, I, I'm going to tackle this, you know, and, and just so our brothers out there listening, you don't have to tackle it alone. You know, that that's the big thing. This is true. And uh, um, I met a brother a back, and he's a massachusetts. And mm-hmm. men come to many different, you know, realities that wake them up. And in his case was he was trying to hide it from his kids. But once oh, his kids yeah. found out about it, and his kids said, well, Dad, it's so cool that you have vitiligo. Right. And from there, he like, wow, that really, really woke him up. And since then, he's been a, a, a vitiligo advocate since then. Right. Now he goes around talking to other kids and other other family members about vitiligo, and, and in turn, it helps him grow as an individual, dealing with vitiligo. You know, I'm glad you said that. There, there, there is something that happens that gives you a turning point uh, for the men that, that are struggling. You know, it makes you say, you know what, I'm going to change the way I think. And like you said, it was this gentleman's kids. Um, for myself, it was a, a failed relationship, you know, and, and it was, mm-hmm. and, and I shouldn't say failed. It was, it was 
there were some positives in that relationship, but right. it was what she said when it ended woke me up to say, you know what, right, I've got to tackle my insecurities and the low self-esteem and all these things that kept holding me back. And I felt like right. had she not said those words, I would have still been going through the same cycle of, oh, nobody loves me, I look like this, you know. And and sometimes other people don't know why they're in your life or what they're saying to you and how those words can actually help you get to the next level. Um, and, and it's funny, Lawrence, I said it to some of my friends. I said, you know, gotta, you got to be careful cutting everybody out of your life because some of those people that you feel like should not be there are there for a purpose, you know, and their purpose yeah. might be to push you or project you or walk with you to the next step. And this is true. And uh, the thing is, with vitiligo, it serves two purposes. One, it keeps shallow people away. And two, Absolutely. it brings people closer to you. you know? Right. Because a lot of people, there are a lot of curious people out there. If you live with vitiligo and people come and talk to you and, and start asking about you, then they generally, they generally care about you. You know. And for the shallow people, is, you know, hey. You know, it, it keeps them away, and you know, it, it, it helps you out with in life. And you know, when people talk to you, you know they're genuine. Right, absolutely. And, and you know what? When I first met you, I met you in Charlotte, um, 2019, and that was our last in-person meeting we had before the pen. No, it wasn't. We had another meeting after that, which was a bowling outing. But I had a chance to meet you in Charlotte, and that's what you said. You know, you said it keeps the shallow people away. You know. And I really had to think about that. That's true. And and let's realistically, we deal with shallow people in this world. And if they don't want to be a part of your life, there's somebody out there who's desiring to be a part of your life. So that's a great way of looking exactly. at things. You know, exactly. but I'm going to be honest. Oh, go ahead, Lawrence. Well, okay. No, what I was going to say um I didn't always have that mindset. And I think for me, it's been great being around positive people within our community to kind of let me help me see things in a different light. Um, I would say yourself and there was Kawan and then, then Terrell and um, talking to Valerie and so many other members, it really helped me a lot as well. Yeah, the thing, the thing is that, you know, I was raised to look at a person's heart it's done looking at a person's beauty because right. the heart is what shows you what, what displays on the outside. If you have, if you have right. a, a beautiful heart, you'll be a beautiful person. If you don't, it will show. And Absolutely. by living, living by, with that philosophy growing up, I met a lot of beautiful people, you know, that, that, that are willing to, you know, for example, uh, I met someone who, who wanted to find a cure for vitiligo because she cared about me that much, you know. And right. just to see what people and your friends are willing to do to support you is a beautiful thing. And you don't Absolutely. get to see it that much. You know what I mean? So, so vitiligo, you know, yeah, it may have some downsides. Some people don't want to touch your hand or shake your hand or be near you. Right. But it has a lot of upsides to it. And let's talk about that. Uh, that that is on my list of things to talk about. Let's you know we know about the downside. We know about you know the comments people make and all that other stuff. Let's talk about some of the highlights, the, the positive aspects of having vitiligo. 
Vitiligo have shown me many different people in many different lights. And the upside of what I've seen is I've met so many people around the world that I wouldn't know, I wouldn't normally met that have vitiligo right. and the ones who don't have vitiligo. So for me, in my experience, my vitiligo has brought me together with a lot of people. And there are a lot of people I do business with that have vitiligo. A lot of people I don't do business with, but yet we share a, common, a commonality among just trying to be an advocate as well as trying to help, you know, others understand what we go through. And right, the, right. The, the beautiful, the, the main thing that I, with my vitiligo is that people who wouldn't normally talk are all of a sudden talking to you. And they want to know. True. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I, and I, and and I you realize don't... there's a lot of curious people out there. Right, right. And because and, it, 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 as um, one of the other uh, people I interviewed, one of my other guests, he stated, we stand out no yeah. matter where we go. We go in the room, no matter if it, whether it's a business meeting or a work meeting or just out in public, we stand out. And, mm-hmm. of course, we stand out for our skin, but let your personality shine too beyond that. And, and, and that makes you irresistible to a certain extent because people are like, hey, I want to know right. who this person is, you know. And, right. and I'm learning that. I am learning that. And and um, I, I am going to say I'm thankful for the positive people that are out there within our community. You know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of us doing big things across the world, you know. Right. Um, now, how – what are some ways or some things that we can do to – we know everybody's at different levels, and I, I mentioned that in my last podcast, that the levels that we're at. What are some things we can do to help our young men and women to to sort of climb that ladder? You know, we know it's not going to happen instantly for some. Some it will. But just to climb that ladder and, and feel more pride in themselves or just to realize that you are love, you know. Well, first, they have to communicate their feelings. Uh, right. A lot of people that I've met, you know, vitiligo that are having a hard time with it tend to shut everybody off. And it's, you know, in order to help someone, they have to want to help themselves first. But the ones right. who are communicating, you know, just for me, I'm just really available anytime to talk to anybody anywhere, you know, in the world. Um Right. They talk about it because the more the more they talk about it, the more they share their experience. The more you share your experience with them, the more comfortable they are being, you know, with right. their, with their their vitiligo. And just love on, them. you know, love on much as you can. Right, you know, and, absolutely. And I, and I feel I feel that's the number one thing is just to show them that you care you know, about right. who they are or what they're going through, and listen. You know, because most of them just want somebody to listen to, to listen to them. You know, right? You know, Lawrence, I'm glad you said that. That was my issue. I needed somebody to listen to me, vent about what I was going through. But what I would always hear is that that same thing. I always say it doesn't bother me, or it's fine. I don't see it. You know, and I think for me personally, at that time, that's not what I needed. I needed. Right. I need it comforting, um, but not to wish it away, you know, understanding that it's always going to be there. You know, it could increase. I might repigment. I don't know. 
but I think I wanted people in my inner circle and, you know, coworkers and outer circle. I wanted somebody to come up and just say, you know, I recognize you have vitiligo, but you're special. You're this, you're that. And I've had a few people do that. I, I did, you know, but um, I think if we do more of that, like you said, if we share and people listen to us, we will be in a better place moving forward, you know, because we will feel like I'm being heard and somebody cares. That That is important what you said. Right. Right. And another thing I would add is that, you know, the person who's doing the company, you know, have to be able to have that comfortability in them. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's natural for a woman to be able to comfort a man or a woman. But for some men, it's hard for a man to comfort another man. You know, because, you know, know, some men are like, oh, well, you know, you'll be all right. You'll get through this. You know, that tough approach. But this this is something different. This is something that's really affected them. You know, know, I had a a friend of mine down in uh, Sumter, Sumter, South Carolina, who, you know, refused to leave the house. You know, and he only had a very few spots on his face. Uh, but once I talked to him and I explained to him, I said, look, you have to leave the house, one, for your sake, and two, you know, you have a family. Because by you right. shutting yourself off to the world, you're shutting yourself off to the family members. And his wife, right. you know, as much as she loved him, but she, she couldn't reach to him. So in this case, it took another man in order for him to understand and also a man right. who understands who's been through some things as well. So it's many dynamics and many layers to, you know, comfort people because, like you said before, everybody's at different levels. Right. You know, and sometimes it may take a professional to talk to them. You know, that's true. And, and we as men, we don't always want to seek professional help. Right. Um, We'll talk to our homies, you know, it's my boy, I can talk to him. But like you said, your boy sometimes might say, man, get over you, all right, let's just go, you know. But that's not what you need. You need somebody who can dig deeper and allow you to dig deeper within yourself. And exactly. and, I, and that's something I didn't do. I I, I think, you know, I, I can't say I wasted 20 years, you know, struggling, but in the same sense, I feel like I did because I could have mm-hmm. tackled this a lot sooner, but I wasn't ready, you know. Right. Um, and I wasn't ready to talk about it. I wasn't ready to share how it affected me until mm-hmm. I just couldn't take it anymore. Then I was just like, you know what? I, I, I can't do this. Vitiligo can't control what I'm doing with my life. It has to be the other way around, you know? Right. And I think that's where we, some of our members in the community, we, we have to support them as they get to that point where they can say, you know what? I have vitiligo, but it's got to live with me now. Um, instead of me living the way it wants me to live. So, exactly. and, and that's, that, and that's where I'm at, you know, and I support any of our brothers and sisters out there, you know, uh, regardless of where you're from, background, none of that really matters. I support mm-hmm. all of them. You know, if you need to talk to us and I say us, meaning, Hey, we want to talk to Lawrence, talk to myself, Valerie, there's so many people out there you can reach out to do so, you know, yeah. um, and, and I guess they, we may not have all the answers, but we'll listen. Right. I mean, you know, 
And sometimes you don't have to have all the answers. You right. just have to just be there. You know? Right. That's 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 the number one thing, just being there. You know, it, it's a great start for them to get on the path of healing. You know. Right. Because again, like I said earlier, all they want you to do they just want to have somebody to talk to. Somebody that can have to have that shared experience. And how they right. do because a lot of people a lot of people don't have coping skills. And sometimes you have to teach those things. Absolutely. And, and you know, and that's that's a thought. I I'm sitting here brainstorming, brainstorming and I'm thinking we should set up a workshop mm-hmm. for our community to deal with those coping skills. You know, we can get some professionals on board to just mm-hmm. talk. Because I know a lot of times we talk about vitiligo and what it does to us and what it looks like and, you know, all those things. Right. But I think we need to take a different approach. And, uh, Valerie, I don't know if you're listening, but maybe that's something we could put on the board um, to have a workshop where we have coping skills. Here are some things you can do if you find yourself feeling this way, you know, or, you know, and from a professional point of view. Right. So that that was a good thought. Yeah, the thing is, you know, like you said, we talk about, you know, what it is, but like you said, we have to talk deeper of the effects of it mentally. Right. You know, because what vitiligo does for some people, it brings up a lot of other underlying stuff that they're going through. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. you know, it's more of a trigger than anything else. I agree. That, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about this. This, I'm like, yeah, it, it is, because it brings up every insecurity you ever had, not just about your skin, but everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. It brings everything up else. sometimes something somebody said to you, whether it's in grade school, whether it's in college, whether it's in the family mm-hmm. or in the church, you know, all these small things that we live with and we hide. Sometimes vitiligo will make all those memories, all those things come back. And now you've got yep. something added on top of what you're already dealing with. Right. Lawrence, I'm sitting here thinking, we're going to talk after this show is over. Um, I'll, I'll make sure I get with you because I think that's something we need to really push, just having some type of uh, forum or something where we can reach out to professionals and they can give us some coping skills. That'll work. Because Bill Lackey um, doesn't, doesn't, yeah. doesn't expose you but also supposed to right. people around Right, us. right. Because we have some shallow people around us. <laughs> um, and, and I say that, and I'm saying it on the air, we have some shallow people around us in our inner circles and outer circles and our family and our friendships and our fraternities mm-hmm. and our sororities and, that, you know, you name it. You have people sometimes only around you because of maybe sometimes how you look. You know, yep. and you get the vitiligo, they change. Or they like your personality, mm-hmm. but, and I've seen this, you know, when you start developing vitiligo, some of those people change, you know. Mm-hmm. But the people that are truly there for you, that truly love you, they're not going to change. Right. And they're, they're, they're the people that are going to ask questions. They're going to support you. They want to know, how can I help you? You know, what can I do? And I think that's very important for all of us. Lawrence, exactly. we're going to take a quick don't go anywhere, but we're going to take a quick break. I have some announcements, and then we're going to come right back to the conversation. All right. I'll be so right here. For our, sounds great. 
for our listeners, um, I do have several announcements of events that are coming up. Starting on Tuesday, March 23rd, Valerie's podcast, of Vitiligo Journey, will be with Angie McAdoo at 12 noon, so please tune in. March 25th is the Mental State of Mind Having Vitiligo event at 7 p.m. via Zoom. That is sponsored by Beautifully Unblemished Vitiligo Support Group out of Florida. If you want to register, go to Facebook. Please register and join in. For our men out there, please join in because it is mental, not just mental. So we want our men to be a part of this. March 26th, that is Friday, is Meet the Board. You get a chance to uh, join in for another Zoom event with the Vitiligo Board, get a chance to get to know who who we are, um, it is a fun time. We're going to laugh. We're going to joke. Um, it's just so we can really just enjoy being around each other. And we're going to listen to some music. We're going to do some music trivia. So for our listeners out there who want to get involved, start working on your lyrics, start reciting your old school songs from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 20s, or 2000, excuse me, early 20s, early 2000s. Um, start Getting yourself, listen to your music because we're going to do a little bit of trivia, and, I, and I'm sure some of you think you're music gurus, and I will stump you. But we're going to have a little fun, so you can join us on Zoom, and it will also be um, on Facebook Live, so you can watch us there, and um, that is at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mean, 6 o'clock, excuse me, Eastern Standard Time. April 11th is my next podcast with Shell Roberts, a.k.a. DJ Shell Rock from Charlotte, North Carolina. And he's one of our Vitiligo members. So we have members in all different types of areas and occupations. So we're going to have on our DJ, and um, maybe in the future we'll have something special for our, our members, uh, as my brain is always thinking about what we can do next. Um, April 3rd is our first um, class. It is our travel Spanish class of Medea Cruz from Puerto Rico. Within VitFriends, we're trying to bring classes to our community members and their family and friends. This class will be five classes for $25. In the future, we're going to have art classes. We're going to have cooking classes. We have a wine connoisseur. We have a health uh, fair coming up. So we have all types of different things that we're trying to do within our community with the technology we have available to us until we're able to meet safely in person. And also June 25th, uh, hopefully I got a date right. I have to look at it. Is our World Vitiligo Day. And um, and Valerie, correct me, I want to say it's 25th. I have to go back and look at my calendar. Uh, 25th, 26th, but that is a World Vitiligo Day. Uh, it will be virtual this year. We cannot have it um, in Minnesota due to the pandemic. But hopefully in 2022, we will be able to have it again in person. I think it will be a huge event event next year. And that's all the announcements I have right now. And I'm sure if I have any others, uh, Valerie may call me. Um, but, Lawrence, we're going to get right back to our conversation. Um, all right. So let's, let's, let's do this. Um, have you been to any of the conventions? Uh, not at this time I have it because it seemed like every time it was scheduled, I already had a prior engagement. Right, right. I, I was planning on going, and the pandemic hit. Um, I did watch it virtually last year, um, and I was planning on going this year. I was excited, and, of course, with the pandemic, we can't go. And But from what I'm seeing and from what I hear from other members who have attended, it's a great, great, great opportunity to meet people within our community. 
Um, mm-hmm. People said they loved it. Um, you know, a few members have shared that, you know, they love seeing all the members, but we have some brothers and sisters still not quite ready to socialize, which I understand. You know, I, sometimes I could be a wallflower, and I sit back and I'm observing and watching <laughs> everyone. Um, but I'm hoping 2022 that I can do the podcast from the convention floor where we get a chance to uh, meet many members. And I, I want to do a Facebook Live, so I, I've been putting that out there, um, trying to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now let's let's talk about some personal stuff. Um, you are a man right. that wears many many hats. That I do. Share with us some of those many hats that you wear, or some of your business um, projects that you have. Well, as the chairman of Wingate Studios, we you know we have fourteen subsidiary companies that I own, and uh, what I do. I manage the entire, but I don't manage the individual companies. I have people that work in those companies that run those companies. Uh, But what I do here in Charlotte, I do a lot of marketing and branding, and I I teach classes, you know, how to start a a business, how to build a business, how to grow a successful business, how to network. You know, everything that an entrepreneur needs to know, we teach. And the reason why I do that, is for a simple fact is that, you know, as a creative person uh, growing up, you know, school wasn't for me. Even though I went to school, but I struggled. It wasn't until right. after I graduated high school is when my life changed because now I'm able to think of creative things that school was trying to box me in. So I took all my experiences and now what I'm doing is trying to bring an experience of entrepreneurship to people, whether they have a nine-to-five or not, to be able to take care of their control of their destiny and their family. Right. That's right. one of the hats. One of the hats. Another hat I have, you know, I'm a father, you know, grandfather. You know, one of, one of my major, major roles is to be able to take care of my family and to provide for my family not just financially, but also mentally and also being present as well. So, and also, you know, I'm, I'm in the community. I'm always doing something in the community and for the community, not just here in Charlotte, but, you know, around the country and as well around the world because right. we are a global company as well. So awesome. I awesome. Do, do many different things. But my number yeah, one I was looking I at it. I, I would... Oh, continue, Lawrence. I said one one of the number one thing I do is I empower people in order to be successful as well. Awesome. I, I, I was looking at your your company. So you are into film as well and and music mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about the film aspect? Well, we have two film companies. We have Wingate Films and we have Fantasquad Films. Wingate Films, what we're doing is where for our, in the near future, we're looking to do feature films. Fantascops films is where we do a lot of music videos, short films, uh, anything that's under 45 minutes, film-wise. Oh, wow. We do those things to include, to include documentaries. But the great thing about the, those two companies that, you know, we teach people how to do those things, you know, because I'm one of those people. I do, a, I do a lot of things, but there's a lot of things I don't want to do or don't have time to do. 
So I bring people on board right. to, to teach them to do those things for me as well so they can learn in the process. Because there are a lot of people who want to be actors. And there are a lot of people who want to learn how to be videographers. Video, right. So we teach those things. You know what I mean? So everybody awesome. has an interest. So we, we try to get to the interest. Awesome. So as we talked about earlier about um, having – or teaching coping skills, is that something your your company could do as well? Uh, we do that as well because in entrepreneurship, you have to cope with many different personalities. You know, right. You're going to run into personalities that you may not have, you know, seen before or personalities of people where you have to constantly tell them what to do and, you know, personalities of people who always defy you what you say. So you have to learn how to navigate those things when it comes to business right. because the number one goal is taking care of your client. So regardless how it gets done, as long as it gets done, you know, in a timely manner and at high quality and in a professional manner. So, right. you know, learning how to cope personally goes along with learning how to cope professionally. So we kind of married it too. That's pretty awesome. I was, I was sitting there thinking, we we as a community, yes, we learn how to cope with our condition, and we learn mm-hmm. how to navigate our lives. You know, but what you just said is important. We have to learn how to interact and cope with other people and what they bring to us. Exactly. So it's not always it's not always about us. And our challenge, it's about interacting and dealing with people who may bring adversity, who may bring something different to your life or something challenging. And challenging doesn't always mean bad, you know. Exactly. Um, one and, of the things – oh, good. No, no I, was, I was just going to say, um, and that's a mindset we have to get out of, that challenging yeah. – is bad. A challenge is bad. No, it's not. It's not always bad, you know. Not at all. Uh, one of the things that I do in my business, and, you know, I, I, you know, it's a, a requirement I have for all my businesses, is that when clients come to us, before we talk about, you know, if, we, if I have a client that wants to start a business, you know, have an idea but don't know how to get started, what we do before we talk about their business, we try to get to learn learn about them personally. And the reason why the reason why we go through that process is because if you make bad decisions in your personal life, you're going to make bad decisions in your professional life. So right. what we do is we take their personal life and take the examples in the personal life how to make better decisions and have a better judgment. And once they grasp that knowledge in a personal life, then we start working towards their professional life. Because as entrepreneurs, you know, even though you may think your personal life is separate from your professional life, it's not. Because the decisions you right. make in your personal life are going to be the same type of decisions you're going to make in your professional life. That's why, that's why everything you do as an entrepreneurship is always based on personal experiences. So we tackle we tackle those experiences first, in order in order to set you on in order to be able to set you on the road to success, professionally. Awesome, hmm. good way to think about it. You know, um, 
I'm thinking even within our community, how mm-hmm. we handle what's given to us, you know, with our with our skin condition, a lot of times has nothing to do with the condition. It's how we view Everybody. our world, our life, what we've dealt with, what we've been through. Uh, like you said at the beginning, how you were raised, you know, that played an important part on how you manage your your vitiligo. Exactly. Wow. You know, uh, you know the, is this... The thing with vitiligo is it, 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 it's like a spotlight where most people go through life thinking that they're invisible. Now they have a patch on their face or their hands. Not everybody sees them. So therefore, most people right. think they're being exposed now. So now they go have to have to hide even deeper within themselves. And in reality, what it is, people just nosy. So now right, you right. either you either forced to you know be who you are, or forced to be who you're not. Right. Absolutely. So that's the decision a person with vitiligo has to struggle with. And to be honest, what we look like is not who we are. Exactly. This is what we look like, you know, and, and I think we we have to get to that point where we accept that. You know, my skin exactly. is not who I am. It's, exactly. my, it's just my skin, you know. So, yeah, it is very, very, very important. Um, I'm keeping track of our time because it looks like on the air our, my – clock has stopped. It's been stuck for the past few minutes. So I'm keeping track. So we got about right. um, about 20 minutes or so, and uh, I don't know if it's going to cut us off or not, but we're going to keep rolling. Um, right. Let's talk about relationships a bit. Um, and that means, you know, you're, when you started developing vitiligo, what was that interaction with your children and even with your spouse? Well, what I did, you know, I sat down and talked to every every, you know, child that I have, and especially my daughters, they were like, oh, well, as long as you're cool with it, Dad, we're cool with it, you know. Right. And my, my, my two sons, you know, you know, they they just like me. They they just, uh, they're joking, you know. they hey, so now, you know, your true colors are coming out now, you know. So, <laughs> right. you know, again, it goes back to how you present yourself. If you're comfortable with right. it, everybody else will. So, but they, they, you know, the reason why I sat down with my children was to say, so when people start to ask you questions, like your friends or your teachers or whoever, then you could give them the, the correct information. Absolutely. Um, about what vitiligo is. You know, right. instead of just trying to hide it from them, so now they're out there struggling, don't know what to say. So right. I prepared my family for this. You know, because I am the and, only and one know, in my family that has it. Okay, okay. And, and, you know, that's very important. We have to educate our youth because they're going to be the ones exactly. truly spreading the word because people are going to come exactly. to them and they have to be able to answer it, you know. Um, that is a great, great way of handling it, you know. Um, now, what was it like when you, you know, your wife being there just and seeing well, how things know. changed? Yeah, at the time when it happened, I was married, and uh, mm-hmm. she was like, you know, again, what is it? <laughs> I was right. to her. She was cool with it, you know, and I learned I learned over time to have fun with it. You know what I mean? So right. you know, I usually that's a conversation starter. 
You know, right. like one of the one of the one of the jokes I think I mentioned to you before is that uh, when I was in the military and uh, I was in the elevator, and one of the civilian ladies came up to say, "Hey, uh, Sergeant Wingate, uh, what's going on with your those patches on your face?" And I told her, I said, well, I heard the light-skinned brothers are coming back, so I wanted to get a head start. <laughs> so right. she started laughing so hard. And ever since then, the more she got to know me, the more my patches disappeared. So now right, it right. you know, didn't bother because she'd seen how right. comfortable I was with it. And ever since then, so now she, since then she became my cheerleader. So now every time somebody asks right. her about it, she can explain what it is. So Absolutely. as long as you compare the people around you, then, you know, people get correct information. That, that's important. Um, you know, I work in the school system, and um, at the time, we actually had four people with vitiligo, myself, a custodian, um, one of our students, and a parent. Right. The custodian, she she really didn't talk about it, but when I – I asked her about it, you know, she, to her, she felt good that somebody recognized my condition and I can talk about it, you know, and she, mm-hmm. she came to one of our meetings and really shared how it affected her and, you know, and it was good for her. It was good to get it out. You know, um, mm-hmm. the child, I did um, presentations in honor of her without actually having to acknowledge her, you know, cause I didn't want her to right. put on, I didn't want to put her on the spot, but I shared my story. And it has really helped her where, you know, she's at school and very open and, you know, and very social now. Even now when I see in the hall with a mask on, she waves and speaks, and whereas a couple of years ago she wouldn't talk at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, still working on the parent, you know. He was supposed to come out uh, to one of our vitiligo meetings, but he had to work. And, um, and so I reached out again, so I, I'm going to send him some information. And hopefully, you know, by the fall or – by early next year, we'll be able to get together in person with everybody. But right. I do I do the same thing you do. I kind of joke with it now, whereas at one time I couldn't joke. Um, mm-hmm. But working with kids, they see things in a different light. And I okay. recall a child, he, and this child's probably, well, he's not a child anymore. He's probably in his 30s now. But he came up to me one day, and I was sitting at my desk, and I, I was like, what, what does he want? Like, he kept walking around and looking around and like he was sneaking and I'm thinking, okay, he's about to do something, you know, but he came up to me right. and said, you know, Mr. Braxton, can I ask you something? I said, yeah. He said, um, your skin is white, right? I said, yeah. I said, and brown, you know, then he looked at me again. He said, you know, you're black and white. We're going to save the world. Cool. And he just walked away. <laughs> but for him, that's what he wanted to tell me. He, he thought that, as he put it, I was black and white, you know, and that's the innocence of children. And I know a lot of times we talk about how much our kids bully, our kids bully, our kids bully. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the adults who have the issue, not the kids. But if we teach our kids how to respect those who look different, are different, whether it's a physical disability, whether it's an emotional disability or a mental disability, we teach our kids to love everybody and respect everybody, we won't have as many, you know, situations with kids bullying. Um, but it's the adults that have to teach it. You know, whether you teach it at exactly. home, whether you teach it out in public or whatever. And 
I think that's where some of the issues come in this world. Like, we were those kids, I'm going to be honest, we were those kids back then growing up bullying others based on how they looked, how they walked, talked, sounded. And now we are adults, and we still have that mindset of the kids are bullying. No, it's the adults. We're, we're those kids, you know. Exactly. So I feel like we got to learn how to rethink ourselves. I, I think our generation growing up, they're growing up in an in a era where you love each other. You know, mm-hmm. we, they respect each other. But unfortunately, some of the kids are still coming up with some of the closed-minded mindsets that we, in our age bracket, I'm talking about 40 and up, still hold on to, you know. Um, so we have to retrain ourselves and retrain our kids, you know. Also, yeah, and, and I agree. And also you have to take into account that you don't know what, they, what they're hiding or what their insecurities are. And sometimes that stress level they may be going through manifest manifests into being a bully. You know. So right. once once they get exposed then they you know, their whole personality changes. Right, right. One of my professors in college said this. Um, it was a um teaching special education class. And she said, I'm gonna say this and I want everybody to listen carefully. She said, There's something wrong with each and every one of us. She said, Mm -hmm. if it's not physical, it's mental. If it's not mental, Mm -hmm. it's it's emotional. If it's not emotional, it's spiritual. She said, we all are dealing with something, you know. She Mm -hmm. said, there's nobody perfect. I don't care how you look on the outside. You can be beautiful, but internally, you can be messed up. And it really made me think about it. I said, that's true. Everybody's dealing with something. Exactly. And even our brothers out there. Go ahead, Lawrence. Yeah, you know, I agree, because the thing is that, you know, you could be too tall, too short, right. too big, right. too small. It's always going to be something. Yeah, right, right. And, and, you know, and we know what our brothers out there say. I'm good. Exactly. Well, we all got something we're dealing with. Just, just admit it. That's it. If you admit it, that's half the battle, you know. Um, exactly. You know, if we stop pretending that, the world is perfect and life should be perfect. No, there, there are going to be those differences, you know, or challenges that we experience, whether it's something you can see on the outside, like our skin, or something that mm-hmm. we deal with inside that nobody can see. We're still dealing with it. I don't care how much you hide exactly. it, it's still there. You know? Exactly. And one, of, one of the things I want to say to uh, the local brothers and sisters, you know, rather you – your relock is showing or not. It's okay to say you're not okay. Talk right. to somebody. Don't go through this alone. There's too many of us out here to talk to. You know, right. we're all over the place. We're all over the world. Reach out. Talk to us. Right. We can help. Absolutely. And, and like you said, all over the world. So don't think, and, and and there's some people that think vitiligo is, I was just going to put it out, a black person's disease or a black person's condition. It is not. It affects anybody, no matter where you live, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter your religion, your social economic background. It doesn't matter. Vitiligo affects everybody and anybody, you know. So we're all one big community. And like you said, reach out. 
talk to somebody, you know. Um, you do have people out there who are willing to listen, you know, within our community. And mm-hmm. and just we you just have to take that step. Yes, please do. Because, uh, you know, we you, you don't have to suffer alone. And right. we are there to help you along the way. And there, there are resources out there that can get you, you know, to a place of comfort. You just have to let us right. know. Michael Jackson said it best, you are not alone. This we are true. here. We don't own the rights to the song or to the lyrics. So don't, don't be out there trying to sue us. I'm just saying we are, you are not <laughs> alone, people. You know, I had to say that because somebody be like, oh, they want to use Michael Jackson. No, no, we're just making a reference. But, Lauren, um, before we close out, um, anything you want to share, anything else you want to share with our listeners, words of encouragement, um, anything? It's that, you know, if you are an individual that don't have vitiligo, get to know us. Get to know about it. Get to know what vitiligo is all about. You know, you'd be surprised what you may learn. And you'd be surprised who you may meet that has vitiligo. Because there are a lot of people that have vitiligo that may not show up on their face or their hands, but it may show up on other parts right. of their body that you can't see. So the thing is, you know, treat people with love and respect, and you'll get that in return. And always, always open your mind to a new possibilities when you learn new things. Because the more you know, the more you grow. Absolutely, absolutely. So y'all remember that last thing, the more you know, the more you grow. Hey, we need to put you Lawrence, you need to put that on a T shirt. Well, I got a T shirt line, so that's going on there. <laughs> put it up there. <laughs> you know. Um but I, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Um I don't know what's going on. My my counter here, my clock, it just stopped, but um I'm glad we were still able to continue with um, our conversation. And um, mm-hmm. I look forward to when we all can meet in person again, because like, like yeah. I say in all my shows, I know a lot of people, but I haven't met a lot of people. So I look forward yeah. to actually meeting people in the community, you know, like the board members and everybody, you know, there's just so many people out there, although it feels like I know them already. Um, <laughs> but Lawrence, <laughs> I mean, seriously, but, well, once again, thank you, man. I greatly appreciate you coming on board and um, uh, welcome you back you. again. Maybe we'll touch bases later in the summer. Yes, sir. You have a great day. All right. All right, same to you. Thank you. And to our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. And remember to tune in to Valerie's show on Tuesday at noon. And um, and join us for any other events. Go on our Facebook page and see what's happening within our community. Uh, I know we're not meeting in person, but we are meeting virtually. So you can get involved virtually and just see what we're doing within our community. And always remember, stay safe, you know, wear your mask. Um, if you want to get vaccinated as your choice, uh, please do so, but still be responsible and uh, for your interactions beyond that. And just love somebody, tell somebody you love them, give somebody in your family, immediate family, a hug, or give somebody a handshake, you know, safely something. People need people, and that's where we're at in this world. We need each other. So y'all take care. Have a blessed Sunday. Take care.